0: And welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. So, here's your host, me, Khalifa. Hey guys and welcome to the happy single mom podcast i'm your host khalifa today we've got a magnificent lady from canada her name is jen mcguire she calls herself the retired breeder and she's an author and a mother of four boys girl um guys i don't know how how she's she's done it and how she's gone through the tunnel and at the other side because even with one boy i'm sweating like i'm on trial so i want to um Thank you so much for coming on the Happy Single Moms podcast. Please tell the audience a bit about yourself and the fact that you're a retired breeder. <laughs> and you, so, so yes, thanks, sorry, Khalifa. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And you know, you should never feel bad about still feeling like you're so in it that you can't even imagine being at the other end. I think that's one or ten kids that that really. It doesn't make any difference you're you're still fully in it and uh i can even though it's almost like i have ptsd my gosh you know my kids are adults and i can still remember feeling like you know as they say the the days are long and the years are short it's very true you know so um so yes so i'm an uh, a retired breeder my kids think that nickname for myself is hilarious they don't actually they're horrified but um I'm a mom of four boys. They're all adult men now. they're lovely human beings, and uh, I'm a writer as well. I had my kids pretty young, so I did things a little bit backwards and uh, didn't really actually start having any kind of a career until the last maybe two years of my life. So that is that's sort of where I'm at. And uh, yeah, I think I think probably a lot of moms feel like that too. Every, uh, things, you know, get put on beautifully put on hold, but certainly put on hold, uh, when the kids are home and and it can be really, really frustrating and tiring, of course.
0: So, so were you a full-time mom by choice or just because of the circumstances?
1: Oh, so I was basically what happened was when I was, um, I, my husband and I separated when I was 30 and I had, my kids were nine, seven, three, and two. And so, Basically, I think, again, I think a lot of people will know what this is like having a career when you have those little kids, it's just you just sort of do the jobs you got to do, you know, you just you just get it done to fill cupboards with food and you also have to be, I, I think, probably a little bit more present, um, you know, for your kids so they grow up to be okay people because there's not (laughs) another person there so you so it is sort of a you know it's it's a bit of um a wait and see game you know where you're sort of there you have all these things you want to do or at least i did and then your kids they do take precedence as they should but you just you know like i said i even though it's been years i still feel like i'm right in the middle of it it's Mm -hmm. it's, uh it's a busy time that's for sure
0: because with me because my my son um, Josiah um, he's got like loads of clubs so he does like boxing acting swimming and then I find myself driving to these clubs so I can only imagine how you coped with four Oh, yeah. They didn't get to do as many clubs. That's oh. for sure.
1: Oh, no, <laughs> no. I and you know what to tell you the truth. I'm going to admit something about myself. I think I would have been a rotten mom for clubs anyways. So I think I actually was able to sort of use the single mom part of it. Like, well, well, you know, I just have too many kids. I can't get them to all those clubs. Yeah. So they they would have sort of one, maybe two things like per sort of session. So it'd be like swimming. Uh, my boys actually ended up being musicians which was really lovely um but you did you know you had to sort of make your choices like they did play sports and they did then and they all played music and got into other things but it was really maybe one maybe one a session max too if I was feeling really wild because I also didn't have a car half the time so you know there was yeah there was that i'm really making my life sound amazing
0: did you have a lot of um support from your father from family and friends family and friends family and friends
1: absolutely the women in my life um deserve such significant credit for keeping me sane and stable and feeling loved actually that was the big thing because i think that's something we don't talk about with being a mom you do all of the loving but Mm -hmm. you don't always get, you get a certain kind of love, you know, but it's, it's the reciprocity is, is really, uh, can be really tough. So the women in my life really kept me going. They kept me, uh, you know, got me out of the house to go to a movie when I just really needed, you know, just like things like that. So absolutely. But unfortunately their dad wasn't so, so much in it
0: yeah as, and how's your, your relationship with the boys now do you feel because i i oftentimes i ask people um have um sons especially because obviously I'm, I'm a bit biased because i got a son myself how their yeah. dynamics of their relationship is now bearing in mind that sometimes my son's father's not involved so just yeah. to find out whether that sometimes boys have a sort, sort of resentment yeah. towards their mother like or if is it is it a good relationship so how, how's the dynamic to, between you and your
1: boys? Is it good? It's really good. Um, actually, I just had, so it was just Canadian Thanksgiving here. Oh. So it was a weekend of just, you know, doing things. And my two oldest boys just moved to Nova Scotia, which is a flight away. And I flew out there to spend the first part with them. And then I spent the last part with my other two boys. Everybody was sort of mixed up. And they're sort of, they're really my favorite people. They turned out to be actually good friends and I I was sort of like you I was sort of wondering with sons and I don't want to be sexist but I was wondering is this going to actually work out like are they gonna am I going to be sort of the obligatory phone call for Mother's Day where they're like oh I better call her but we we seem pretty good like I they they're good guys we get along really well and I think one of the things was I always thought it was really important for them to see me as an actual human being Mm. with my own stuff going on and that I wasn't just you know that like being their mom is my favorite role for sure but it's it's one of my roles it's not like the only thing Mm. um and I think it did actually make a difference you know and I and I also really really chased them and forced them to talk to me even when they didn't want to (laughs)
0: like
1: really fully physically chased them through the house and I was like no you have to tell me when you're upset and that's
0: yeah so talking about um the fact that you're both of your boys have gone gone away although you said it's just around the corner please tell me about nest and how you came up with the concept because um oftentimes I feel like a lot of mums have kind of like empty shell syndrome when their kids yeah. are away and, and I, I do say to a lot of moms that we need to carve our own path oftentimes mm-hmm. you find that we don't necessarily we, we put so much into our children and we kind of live vicariously through them and we when they decide that they're gonna leave the quote-unquote nest there's yeah. empty shell syndrome. that's why you sometimes you often you've, you often hear those like mother-in-laws that are just meddling in their son's relationships because they haven't kind of got their own right
1: (laughs) yeah you don't want to be that girl i gotta say it's it's not uh and that's the thing you gotta find like the right balance you can't be that creepy mom who's like not leaving them alone for five seconds uh i really like uh the partners so far everybody seems nice and am more than happy enough to check in and make sure like, you know, he's being good, right? Like he's nice to you. And, and, uh, but I, for the most part, you know, they, they certainly all seem to do that for themselves. And I do like having my own thing, but I was in danger of maybe becoming one of those people because you know, it's, it's when my youngest son went off to school, I, I forgot they were going to grow up. Like, it was like, I forgot they would be gone. You know, It's you're, you're so in it and raising them that you forget that there is a quote unquote end date. And I had a little breakdown and I, I really, I lost my identity and I, I in, in them, which, you know, I think happens all the time. And I, I wasn't really prepared for how truly lost and alone I felt when they went. And so I, because, you know, it had just been, I mean, I was raising my kids from the time I was 21. I'd never been an adult without my kids. And so I decided to take some time and go travel, which I had not done. Uh, You know, I had not been past the grocery store, basically, in like 20 years. And so I went off to figure out how to be on my own. And uh, that's, and I was writing. In my journal every day, and most of what what actually is in the book uh, Nest comes from me writing in journals in cafes when I'm away, because I, I feel so insecure about sitting there by myself that I had to give myself something to do. Mm-hmm. So that's basically how I wrote the book. I was just thinking so much about um, my kids and I and our life together, and you know what to do next and how to how to sort of find in many ways become an adult really in some ways for the first time because you know when you have your first kid at 21 that that really it's really easy for that to be your identity so
0: so what inspired you in regards to the title as well as um well like how did you decide where you wanted to go is it something that's always been like on your bucket list that you wanted to fulfill france absolutely
1: so i did go i should say i did go to italy france and ireland
0: yeah
1: um so italy uh i found a cheap airbnb (laughs) that's that's how I chose there. (laughs) And uh, which, you know, I, I had, I'd wanted to go to Rome. I think probably everybody at some point wants to go to Rome. I mean, you know, it's Rome.
0: Yeah.
1: And so I went there for the first few months because I found this, like I said, a little cheap Airbnb. And because always going on a shoestring budget, that's just the way it is. And, uh, but France was always really where I wanted to go really, spent I spent some time there I'd actually been a nanny in Switzerland when before I had the kids
0: oh and
1: so I um I just wanted to go back I remember really sort of feeling like myself when I was away because you know you don't have your mom and your aunts and your grandparents and your friends all sort of deciding on their version of you and then you sort of get to figure out how to be just just you And then uh, Ireland, I actually, my family has Irish uh, heritage. So we, I ended up sort of weirdly begrudgingly going there. I didn't really want to go, to be honest. I didn't really think I'd like it, but you know,
0: spoiler alert, I did. Oh, brilliant. So how did you bridge the conversation with your boys? Did you just say, okay, mom's packing up her stuff and going to Europe? Were were they open about it or were they like, no? No, they,
1: they, they knew I'd been having a bit of a hard time and they I've always said jokingly, I, I thought, you know, oh, when you guys are grown up, I'm joining a witness relocation program and I'm getting the hell out of here. You know, like that was always a little, so they always knew that I would sort of do something when they went off to school and and figured uh themselves out so they weren't really that surprised by it and um they did promise you know to kind of take care of each other and i mean i was only going for four months you'd think i was going off to war for peace (laughs) like, like it was four months but i did i had this weird i'd never been away from them like never you know i mean when they were younger they would go to their dad's every second weekend sometimes and that would be about the length of time
0: I'd been away so so was there like any any sort of fear when you were away or did you just embrace absolutely everything that came to you oh I wish I wish I
1: had embraced everything that came to me um I was terrified for such a, I was for such a long time when I first got there I was terrified um even just the smallest thing like I got on the plane and one of my sons had asked to borrow my car and I knew that the car was making a funny sound and I kind of wished I'd said maybe I don't want. So like, even when I got on the plane, they were all driving away and it was snowing. And I was thinking something could happen to them in that car. Mm. And I'm going to be on a plane and I'm not going to know until I get over the ocean. And then, you know, so like all of these little, cause you do kind of, I don't think I micromanage your lives, but you, you know what's going on with them, right? Like you're always getting, the full serving of their life. And then when I got to Europe, I was sort of getting an appetizer here and there, you know, like I wasn't really getting the whole story. So that was really scary. And it was also really scary to figure out whether or not I could actually make a friend by myself without the kids with me. How was that then? I did. Okay. I did. Okay. It took, you have to say yes to a lot of stuff. You might not want to say yes to at first, which that sounds horrible, but not like that, like that, you just sort of have to, be a little bit open and and um, it, that takes some time. And I, I think um, you have to get used to eating alone. That was a big thing for a lot of women I know. And it, that was almost every woman I know said to me, like, so what do you do for dinner? Wow. And it is a really self-conscious thing to sit and eat by yourself. And it turns out, I'm gonna give you a little tip. No one's looking at you, no one cares. They don't. I know that's depressing. They don't. They're just eating their own dinner. And, you know, you, you feel so sort of there's a spotlight on you. And there's not. People are just living their lives. And once you sort of realize that, it's very freeing. And I don't think everyone's nervous about that, but I think a lot of people are.
0: So, what so, advice would you give to someone that actually wants to embark on their own kind of like personal pilgrimage to find who they are after their hmm. children have left home? What, what advice would you give to a woman listening right now?
1: Well, I would say definitely do it. Um, I would say carve out more than more than a week or two for yourself. That is a really lovely holiday. But you you're you can still sort of be living within your own life. I think you need like a month Mm -hmm. to really go somewhere and feel feel like what it would be like to just be on your own somewhere else. And I would say, I would recommend doing things like I, I hiked a lot. I went, I joined some hiking groups and, uh, made some friends that way. So, you know, some little safety stuff like that, where you feel like you're going to get out and you're going to be able to talk to people and, and meet people and, um, you know, make sure to, to go places. I think the big thing is go somewhere that you actually really have always wanted to go, you know, like that was the big thing. And, um and it's re- it it actually be really good for your kids i have to tell you because they end up seeing you you get to step outside the box a little bit mm. you're not just their mom anymore they get to see you as this whole other functioning human being who who can make friends and who can you know go off and do things on their own and it's um it's a really really lovely gift that you can give them to, that they get to see you as as a functioning person
0: so do you think that do you believe that we can actually get the lost time back the time that we spent parents and you, you did you feel like you got that back
1: yeah I mean yes and no I want to say I want to just say yes because I think that's a really positive thing but I don't I don't know I don't know that that's fully true I think there are some things um one of the things I've noticed is that Especially because I was young when I had my kids so I didn't go to university I didn't do any of that and. A lot of those years are very anchoring years for friendships, so that if you have your kids when you're a bit older, sometimes it seems to me like you can. You know you it's almost like you dip out a little bit of those friendships, but then you can dip back in because they're they're sort of your core friendships. And when you don't have those years, when you're very focused on the kids, it can be really tough because you, you haven't made those core friendships because you're busy with your kid and that I've, you know, you, you can get that back, but it takes some work. Um, and you know, but the thing is it's, it's all, I don't want some of it back, you know, like a lot, most of it to me, I've, I've actually ended up loving every, stage of raising my boys for different reasons like right now they're functioning adults who cook for me and like watch movies and go for hikes and tell me what's going and they're in they're interesting and so this is I, I think that's one thing I would like to say that I think a lot of parents are really afraid of that next stage and there's something valuable about every next stage you know it's it's not the worst thing in the world to see your kids grow up It's not as scary as you think. You do get back a little bit of who you are. Um, I certainly think I did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mostly think I did. And uh, yeah, you know, there's life beyond parenting
0: for sure. Yeah, there is definitely. So like what advice would you have given your younger self? Would you have said that you should establish more friendships like you just mentioned earlier? Mm -hmm. I... Oh geez, what advice? That's a good question. What
1: advice would I give myself when I was younger? I would probably tell, say, give yourself a break. Um, it's okay to leave the kids a little bit more and to do a few more things for yourself. Um, maybe go back to school. I probably would have said, would have recommended that because I had such a fear of them sort of feeling abandoned by me that I didn't really leave them a lot and. I would probably go back and say it's okay. They won't feel abandoned. You can, you know, you can go back to school. You can do a few things, and they'll and they'll be fine. Yeah. That I probably wouldn't have listened.
0: So, <laughs> you've got an article um, on your on your um, page, the the good housekeeping mm-hmm. truths and lies about being a young single mom. Um, please, could you tell the audience a bit about that article? Yeah, actually we so we've sort of covered some of it because it's
1: um it's something I sort of realized. Um, you know, that there's as we said, there are certain things you don't get back, but there are certain things that you do. You you sort of you like I said, you don't really necessarily make the friendships. The job thing can be tough. Like I said, I'm in my late 40s and sort of getting a bit of a career now in my starting in my mid 40s. But you know what? That's actually interesting. And I'm more confident than I would have been then I I let things I let things sort of roll off my back that I wouldn't have when I was younger I'm I'm not for instance I've written the book and you know you go and do these readings and that kind of thing and every once in a while you'll go to one and there's like two people Mm -hmm. and that would have wrecked me when I was younger that would have absolutely destroyed every ounce of confidence I have now I get a tea I read a little bit and I go home, like it's, you know, two people's better than zero. So what are you going to do? And I, so that's a positive thing that you have those years. You did create this person who you were with your kids and the, the two people sort of get married inside you, you know, like the person you were before and the person you were after you had kids, it, they become this whole other thing. And it's actually really lovely. And that person you were before kids, she's still in there. And, and, she comes back in a lot of ways. Like, it's funny. I feel very, you know, I've reconnected. I actually have reconnected with quite a few friends through my book um, from high school and that kind of thing who sort of knew who I was then. And it's really interesting to sort of hear from them because they're like, you basically dropped off the face of the planet. (laughs) No one ever saw you. And then, you know, because you're raising your kids so you can get it back on some level for sure.
0: So, how is dating then with four boys? Or did you embark on it? Because I often find it a lot of times, and you even go on holiday in the four months that you're away, people like have like this magnificent holiday romance. Did you, oh, yeah. you manage to meet anyone when you're out there? Well, I mean, I dated
1: very, very infrequently when my kids were little. Shockingly, being a single mother of four young children is not the aphrodisiac you might think it would be. Like, it I wasn't, they weren't beating down my door. It was okay. But I honestly, there was also an element for me at the end of the day, if somebody else had tried to touch me after being touched all day, I think I would have clawed their face off. I'd been touched enough. (laughs) And I was like, I you need no, I'm going to go watch old episodes of TV and and lay here. But certainly as they got a little bit older, obviously, I dated a bit more. And um, yeah, I mean, I've I've done some dating. It's 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 will remain calm. I'm, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but in my situation, it remains complicated mm. because my kids are my kids and that's never going to change. And they're always going to be, you know, kind of here. And that can be really difficult for a new person to come into your life. You know, it's sort of, I kind of think of it as like, we've all decided what we want on our pizza. And then there's this new person who's like, well, now i want something different and you know it's it's tough it's not it's it's not that it's not doable but it is complicated when i was in europe i was actually with somebody was when i was in europe before i left yeah. so i but i did get a little interest now and then that was kind of a little compliment here and there i kind of like that i know it was actually really lovely and i'd i'd forgotten how nice it was just to go out and get like a lovely compliment from somebody who was non-threatening and kind and then they just sort of went home and I went it, it was I think that's the magic right there just getting like a little compliment here and there and it just a little flirt it's
0: good it's a beautiful thing beautiful well that's really encouraging as well actually um so what is your hope for other single moms listening right now
1: Well, I actually think one of my favorite things about your podcast is that you focus on the happy element of it. I think it can be, there's so much doom and gloom and there's a lot of, you know, it's the worst thing. And actually, I don't think I helped with what I, everything I've just said, but it, it is the best thing I ever did with my life, raising those boys. And I was a happy person, Um, you know, even if things were difficult. We found a reason to be happy about something every single day. In fact, my son and I, he was just driving me home yesterday, which even, even saying that sounds bizarre even now. And he said that to me, he said, you know, I, everything always felt kind of light in our house. And that is such a beautiful thing. It's, it's okay to feel happy and it's okay not to think that your life is on hold until you find somebody that this is your life now. And it can be really lovely. Like you can feel very anchored to your kids in a really healthy way. And, uh, you know, and then if you meet someone great, but if you don't, you know, it's, there are other things too.
0: Yeah. And
1: I, and I do, I do love that you focus so much on encouraging people to be happy. It's really, it's so important.
0: Yeah, I I, I, often find, I found that oftentimes when I meet people um, and my son was happy, I was happy, they say to me, oh, you're a single mom, okay. It's like they were shocked that I was happy. Yeah. I strongly believe that happiness is a choice. It's, it's a choice. 100%. Life, yeah, life life is h- as hard as you make it. And we all have our crosses. We all have things that we're struggling with, things that we're insecure about. Life is never going to be 100% perfect, but we can choose to be happy and I always say to people that it takes this um the muscles in your face it takes more effort to frown than smile it you know? sure
1: does that's so
0: right everything's a choice and I tell my son all the time you know when he's upset I'm like you're, you're choosing this you're choosing this emotion you have the power to, to change right. to change it and yeah, I love the fact that your book is even called Net the, the Nest or Nest. Uh, apologies. Nest, yeah. Even when you look at birds, for example, like I, I was reading somewhere that in Eagle, um, I think they when they're, they're, the eggs are, are chicks, the chicks, the, 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 they kind of push the baby eagle out of the nest. So yes. they like, you know? Yeah. And oftentimes as as mothers we kind of like want to hold our children yeah. you know and in actual fact they if, if we if we don't push them out they will leave anyway and they that's leave, right you know so we have to.
1: they're born to leave I mean that's what they're doing every day they're leaving yeah. you know like born from you or and, and they're just leaving and I actually that was something that I always as much as I sort of was so wrapped up my identity was wrapped up in them I, I my big thing was always with them leave. Like we live in a very small town and I like my small town. It's very sweet. And I have lots of friends here and it's great. I, the last thing I wanted for my boys was to stay in this town and just stay and like, if they want to come back someday, that's fine. But my thing was leave. Don't stay here for fear of going somewhere. You need to get out and go do. And I'm so happy to say that they actually all have, And uh, because, you know, that's not, you're not doing them any kind of a service by telling them just so you can just stay with me. Mm -hmm. And um, although actually I have to say my Italian friends would highly disagree, uh, heavily disagree because I did notice when I was in Italy, um, a lot of people stayed home a lot longer. And I was a little bit judged by some Italian moms I met because they were like, you left your sons back in Canada and you're just here doing what because they like a lot of
0: they have a yeah. culture to us oh absolutely and i
1: was like no i really do love them it's just it's very like in canada it's you know my youngest is at university so it's it's okay but you know i met quite a few people who were well in their 30s and and you know you don't leave home until so i i felt a little a little bad about having left my sons but as you said it's a different culture so
0: definitely definitely so um, any last pieces of advice you would give to a mom wanting to leave her own nest <laughs> <laughs> and explore I, the magnificent it, world yeah I think
1: you know it's um it's okay to feel really bad about it mm-hmm. that's that's something I would say it's okay to take to take a, a bit of a pause to take a breath you've earned it you've earned the chance to even if you don't go off and, and travel and, and have your, you know, whatever, eat a bunch of cheese in France or whatever you want to do, even if you don't do that, you have earned the right to try and figure out, a carve out a space for yourself to transition from a full-time everyday mom to a new kind of mom. You're still a mom, but just a new version of that. And it's okay. You don't have to rush through it. You don't have to be, immediately moving on to the next thing and you also don't have to only make it about your kid I think that happens sometimes too where people are like oh well it's not really about me it's about them and their journey it is and it's also about you think some things are allowed to be about you and not about your kid Mm. it's okay so that would be my piece of advice
0: Um, where can people find you on social media for some advice where can they purchase your book You can purchase my book. Um, I believe it is.
1: Oh, I'm trying to think of where it would be in the UK. I think it's on Waterstones. It is, yeah. Um, And it's you can follow me on Jen McGuire, Jen J E N dot McGuire dot one o two because I'm so good at figuring out (laughs) names for myself on Instagram and on Twitter and on Facebook. And I actually have a new podcast launching on october 13th that maybe somebody else would like to come on called single moms on film where we take down we sit we sit and watch a a single mom movie and we talk about representation and whether or not this feels accurate whether or not it feels inaccurate and talk about our own experiences so that launches on October 13th and you can get it wherever you get
0: your podcasts that is awesome that is a, such an amazing podcast idea because I I said it um I was speaking about this on my Instagram um yesterday whereby I find that whenever you go on YouTube for example and type in single mothers do you get the most toxic videos ever mm-hmm. and say absolutely any reasons why you shouldn't date a single mom? Single moms are this single men moms are just after you know your money. So I feel like representation is so so oh, yeah, so, so important. Bearing in mind that there are millions upon millions of single moms because of a variety course. of circumstances. So we do need strong representation especially in films as well we, we, oh yeah
1: yeah and i think because especially when you're at home and you're sort of you know there is as happy as it is there is there is a lot of loneliness in being a single mother there's a lot of time There is a lot of downtime when your kid's asleep or you're or you're doing whatever where you are just watching movies i mean that's just the way it is and if you're watching movies that are making you feel rotten about your life that doesn't help anybody and that's and it's unfair and it also it 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 sort of perpetuates this idea that we're that we're sort of one type of person one or two types of people and you know so uh that's what we're doing and of course i would love to have you on the podcast if you'd ever
0: yes (laughs) yes i would love to come there we need no it's there's such a massive gap in the market for this and i'm so happy that you're willing to to fill it because we do need positive representations we need to have you know I, I, yeah we, we need it desperately oh we do absolutely, absolutely. yeah and you being a, a um a, what did you call yourself a retired, retired breeder retired breeder you know, other side of it so you can educate a lot of um us moms. <laughs>
1: I know I'm gonna have to do videos of my sons and be like see they're fine because yeah. you know what if what if they're monsters we don't know you know
0: <laughs> and oh, I could just are. be like I just find boys, um, especially with my son, he just, she just be, he behaves like a little alien. Like the amount of times I've told him to pick up his towel off the floor and he keeps on doing the same thing over and yeah. over again. Like I'm just- Yeah. Gosh. In my experience, that one doesn't change. I'm
1: so sorry. <laughs> that doesn't change. It's disgusting. The, here's the thing that drives me crazy. When they just like, you have a hook, you just put the towel on it and, and you just do this. Like it's not hard. And even now my oldest son is 27. Yeah. Callum, sweetheart, I love you, crams it together and just sort of shoves it in. Oh. So it's all like moldy, ugh, you know, bless
0: awesome. them. So there's no hope, oh my God. No,
1: no, not for that one. There's for other <laughs> things, absolutely.
0: Maybe not for that one. It's yeah. I don't know what it is. It's uh because I look at my girlfriends that have daughters and they're just they just they're like little aliens they just sit in one place they tie the up they don't need to stop hanging around and then I'm like looking at my son thinking like like can you not behave like this well
1: wait a minute how old is your son though 10 no you're you're really in the, I have to say that other it's just and again I I, I don't know because I will only have my own four to go from but it, it's just it comes at different times for boys because my boys certainly did calm down and they certainly were you know so you're just in the you're really in the thick of it at town you know like it's just they're they're a little wild and they've got a lot of you know pent-up energy it's not a negative thing but it's it's like you have to run them like puppies outside
0: yes yeah and
1: that's so it's it's a really smart thing that you have them in a few things
0: yeah I I have to because he is but he will bounce off the walls, you know, like I'm bored, I'm bored. And then he's just said, I'm hungry. <laughs> That's the next go oh. thing. I'm hungry. And I'm like, you just finished eating. I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm
1: hungry. Remains a triggering two words for me. Oh, I'm, hungry. No. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I- it's just that constant. Even now, if one of them is hungry, I'm like, Oh no, what do I, what do I
0: have in that? But I was actually, I was going to ask you, so how was it like preparing meals for four, for four, um, for four boys?
1: Oh, they ate, Crap! I mean that you know. I mean, like, I did the best I could. They had a lot of casseroles. Yeah. You know, in Canada, we're we're big casserole people, so it's a lot of like throwing a bunch of, you know, there's some vegetables in there hidden underneath a few things, but you just didn't have money. I mean, like, it was just impossible. I, you know, there were some days I can remember a few times we would get a snow day, and a snow day here is, of course, a very different thing. So basically, everything shuts down because we live. And so we started running out of food. It was like a horror movie and the grocery stores weren't open. And I was like, they're going to start eating each other. Like, I don't know what's going to happen here. It's going to get dark in this house because we were just running out of food. Like, I went outside for a minute and came back in and they were like, well, we ate all the eggs. What else is there? And I was like, that was it. That was it. That's all we had for the whole day. And you've eaten it all. And now I don't know what to do. And I don't remember how I solved that. I must have.
0: Yeah, but I feel like as, as mothers, we always find solutions. We always find solutions. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it's just, it's amazing. I feel like, I saw a quote on Instagram. It said, um, I don't know how I do it, but I do it.
1: <laughs> That's right. Act- and actually, you know what? I have to say I did, because um, I hear that a lot. I, I do hear the whole, you know, because you you have four kids and it's like, it's, it's terrifying <laughs> to people. It's a lot. Um, and I did actually write about this in my book that there was one time, when i just didn't do it i just i had a i had a nervous breakdown essentially when the kids were little and i just stopped and that was probably the most scared i've ever been because i realized i you i'm just stopping and i don't know how to continue and that's the thing i think that people need to watch for with single moms because there is some have support which is fantastic not everybody does and they do, you know. There's so much stuff on their shoulders, and they're carrying a lot. And if they stop functioning, what happens? Yeah, you know, like that's the scary. That's the scary part. It's and
0: scary. I do think that um, I love the I love and hate the era that we're in because I think that Instagram and um, yeah, Instagram is a place where you can go and seek a lot of information, and you can identify mm-hmm. like certain behaviors you know because it's just and i think yeah. even more open in regards to burnout and self-care and identifying whether you're depressed as well so you can actually go online and and see so many things and i find that especially with instagram there's so much There they're 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 tribes that you can join and yes it's fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, that's one thing i love about about social media is that you can you have a problem and you can join a tribe or you can get some sort of support but there's yeah. also a dark side to it as well you oh know? of course yeah. yeah but i have to say it is nice to be able if you
1: if you do have the sort of presence of mind where you can seek out the positive mm-hmm. sort of seek out the light and avoid the dark it's a beautiful thing that the people who would otherwise be fully alone do like you said they can find their tribe and that is uh, a huge help i i think that's fantastic
0: i like got, this podcast actually yes. i've got one more ridiculous question to ask you
1: okay so, let's hear it,
0: it. <laughs> How is it now preparing food just for one person? <laughs> oh, it's so weird. And
1: it's been a couple of years for me now, but it's still really strange. I don't know. Like, I just had cereal for dinner. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's what I wanted, though. I just was like, I had some granola and I was like, I think I'm just going to have some granola and some fruit. I just I. I haven't really figured it out. I I hope if if somebody else has, please tell us because I truly do not know. I'll make like a big chili or something. And I'm like, well, I'm eating this for four days. You know, like it's, I haven't figured it out. I really haven't.
0: Cause Cause I find you know, it with me when my son, even when my son does go away for the weekends to my, to, his, um, to my parents, his grandparents' house, I still make food for me and him, even though he's not here. So that's why I kind of want yeah. to know, like, are you still making like, like meals for four?
1: I actually have a real baking problem. And fortunately, my friends take it oh. and it will take because I'm just like, I don't want to eat. Two dozen cookies. I I hear it's bad for you, so I think I'm going to avoid that. So I don't want to do that. But I want I want the smell and the thing. And I and the thing is, I always baked for my kids because the secret is baking's cheap, flour's cheap, you know, like everything's. So I was forever baking cookies. So now I just have to. I actually even got gotten to the point where I keep those little white bakery boxes in the house just so I'm like, okay, pack them up, get them out of the house because it's true. I I'm still cooking in a lot of ways, like they're, you know, if I do cook, I don't know how to change the portion. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's strange. So, you know, Anyone
0: I'll can figure it out. If please make sure you. out there,
1: please make sure you use <laughs> <laughs> I, really, I would really love it anywhere. It doesn't matter where you are. Just tell me. Just tell oh. me how to fix it
0: brilliant i want to thank you so much for coming on the happy single moms podcast you have been so refreshing and i love the fact that you're a retired breeder <laughs> and that you um yeah looking at you you're happy you you picked yourself from regards glass of the choices that you've made in life and you raised four magnificent boys that will you know be able to love a woman the way in which you wanted to be loved
1: that is a beautiful thing to say and I certainly hope that's true. So far, I'm hearing I'm hearing good reports yes. from the girlfriends. So yes. that is so, let's so, let's all hope that we can all manage to do that and that they expect love and respect in return.
0: By all means. Yes. Yeah. So thank you so much for your sacrifice. And thank you so much for your magnificent book and taking out the time to talk to me as well.
1: Thank you, Khalifa. This was absolutely lovely. And I hope we will have you on Single Non Sun Film Podcast because that would be so fun.
0: Definitely. I promise I will make it. Just give me a time and a date.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. All right,
0: cool. Take care. Have a lovely evening. You too. Bye bye. <laughs>